This is Finding Cash in Your Business, Episode 3. Welcome to Finding Cash in Your Business, the podcast that shows how to succeed in business and live in a threat-free financial environment, where you'll discover how to think like a successful consultant and unearth cash buried in businesses as we take you through the entire step-by-step process of finding additional cash in existing businesses. Visit us online at craigscopy.com. Hello and welcome to Finding Cash in Your Business, Episode 3. On this episode, you can look forward to an explanation of the terms liquidity, the feature story to get you thinking about beating the competition, the cash-in quick tip, and an introduction to competitive analysis, current ratio, and the asset test, and a special offer. I'm Craig. Hi, and I'm Chris. So, Chris, what's new this week? Well, Craig, it's all about banking bonuses this week. Rewards for being extremely good at being bad. In the US, Obama has capped the maximum earnings at half a million dollars, and in the UK, bonuses have been capped at £2,000. The employment agencies in banks of the UK have expressed concern that at the current exchange rate, that would not allow them to employ a sloth. Or, should I say, employ some radical thinking and employ a human for a change. That way, they would not spend all the time camouflaged, hanging upside down from trees, eating leaves. Although, this does sound quite appealing. Yeah, and the good news is that the UK government continues to encourage inward investment by allowing any failing big companies access to taxpayers' money as much as they need. Well, as always, a summary of the show is available on our website, craigscopy.com, where we invite you to post your questions and comments. As a reward, the best question or comment made will be given the opportunity to participate as a guest on the podcast. Thanks for your comments. We really appreciate your input. Now, in this week's episode, we aim to explain how you can beat the competition and explain why knowing your marketplace provides a vital competitive advantage. Okay, so it's time to reveal what the term liquidity means. Simply put, can you pay your bills and still have something left for a rainy day? As a rough guide, an organisation normally requires a two-to-one ratio of current assets to current liabilities. That means that for every £1 of outstanding bills, £2 of cash or near-cash assets are required to ensure that the organisation does not run into cash flow difficulties. This is a bit simplistic, as the required level of working capital varies from industry to industry. A lot depends on the nature of the company's transactions. The suggested 2 to 1 current ratio guide is heavily dependent on whether the businesses transact in credit or cash, and the impact that this is likely to have on its level of current assets and current liabilities. If you go to crazecoffee.com, and look at the summary for episode 3, you can download the Working Capital Comparison Spreadsheet. This provides examples of five communications companies. The data used comes from the annual reports of these companies and can be used as templates to compare the cash in your competitor's business. Looking at the spreadsheets and using the 2 to 1 guide, only Colt has the acceptable level of liquidity. The higher the current ratio, the more liquid a business is considered to be. As liquidity is vitally important to the survival of a business, a higher current ratio is normally preferred to a lower ratio. However, it's a fine balance. If the business has a very high ratio, then this may suggest that the funds are being tied up in cash or other liquid assets and are not being used as productively as they might otherwise be. Then we come to the asset test. This takes into account the fact that stock 
cannot readily be turned into cash and provides a more stringent view on liquidity. Communications companies require low levels of stock, as in the main, products are digitally derived and subsequently not perishable. But if you look again at the stockpiles of goods, such as car companies, the acid test gives us a feel for how cash-strapped the car companies are. They have a reliance on quick cash turnaround, and as we know that, if cash does not cycle around the business and for some reason gets delayed or stuck, the business model ceases to work and the company goes bust. Now, here's a feature story. Bazaars are amazing places. Demonstrate the slightest bit of interest in an item and the vendor will be on you like flies in a cowpat. Many appearing like genies from a bottle, pushing their wares and accosting you with their sublime prices. At this point, you step back and leave your guide to negotiate with the vendors to achieve the best deal, which will probably be with one of their relatives. The strange thing is that all the vendors are selling much the same things. So how do you differentiate? You need to know your market, or at the very least, make sure your guide is independent. So to beat the competition to the sale, you need to know your market well and make sure that you are related to the guide. No, exactly. How big is your family, Chris? Let me explain. Know your market, guide the guide. A balanced investment portfolio strategy is generally the most common and successful. It enlists shares across a number of sectors, both aggressive and defensive, with a view to creating a balance between risk and reward. Investors rely on independent experts to guide them, and they in turn look to you to articulate the reasons why your business is a better home for their cash than your competitors. And that is why comparative investment ratios are used to understand you and your competitors' investment potential. Okay, so here's today's top tip. Keep an eye on your key performance indicators, both financial and customer-centric. Okay, so what if I'm just too busy with the day-to-day to look into my financial KPIs and the way customers view my business. Well, then you're on course to demolish your business. Rather than just explain the methods used to compare companies, we want to take on a case study approach. The case study compares one communications company against four of its peers and can easily be adopted and replicated to compare your company against its competitors. The case study is broken down into six sections. Number one, know your market, background to investments in the sector. Number two, liquidity, financial ratio analysis. Three, positioning, what our target customers think. Four, competitors and company, what stage are these companies at in their evolution. Five, regulatory effects. Interference. Six. Market dynamics. Today's situation. The key starting point is knowing your market. Over the last 10 years, the communications market has moved from a business case based on a positive nailed-up future outcome, where bonds and shares were traded at a premium, to being businesses where the only thing that matters is free cash flow. A quick return is now expected. Time has run out on the investor's patience, and a promissory note is not what a bond was created for. It's a bit like a game of poker where the investors are now looking for the cars to be placed on the table and most communications companies have come up wanting. And some, such as Worldcom, have been keeping cars up their sleeves. The investment community are now saying, OK, I don't just want to see your business case model. I want to see the historical evidence that it is working and generating the expected returns before I invest. Up until the recent past, EBITDA was considered to be a measure of profitability. And on this basis... 
each of the companies was considered successful. Now, free cash flow has become the corporate mantra and the benchmark for the communication sector. And so the chinks have begun to appear in the corporate armour. Using free cash flow as the measure of profitability, only BT comes up with the goods. Okay, now onto financial ratios. Companies are now focused on generating free cash flow, which has created new short-term objectives and derailed certain business models. The companies compared at different stages in development of their business models, and the short-term cost reductions may hamper the infrastructure growth of the companies. The focus on free cash flow could make investments that are partially complete obsolete before they go into service. In some extreme cases, this could be enough to kill the business model. An example would be nice. Well, imagine you're building a toll road and you run out of investment cash at the halfway stage. If you are lucky, you can connect it to an existing road and generate some return. But if not, you've just built a road to nowhere. Okay, on to positioning. This is a marketing term used to describe the relative competitive comparison of the company's products as perceived by its target market. Or in English, what do your customers want and how do you compare against the competition? To make it easy to understand, a radar diagram has been created using information gleaned from a customer survey. It is available for download at the website and can be used to template your competition. The radar diagram highlights graphically the six key buyer behavior issues in the communications market and is a scale from one to five moving out from the center. The further out from the center, better the perceived competency. The diagram shows KCOM have the advantage both in terms of overall customer experience and reliability. Now, here's a story. A lady walks into a pet shop looking for a pet to help her get over a recent bereavement. The sales assistant recommends a parrot that talks. So she buys the parrot takes her home and after a week nothing happens not a word she goes back to the pet shop she explains that the parrot hasn't spoken a word all week the sales assistant suggests buying a mirror so that the parrot can see itself relax and start chatting so she buys the mirror another week passes still the parrot has not said a word the lady goes back to the pet shop and says the parrot is still not talking the assistant says did you buy a ladder no says the lady well if you buy a ladder it will look at the mirror walk up and down the ladder relax and start talking so the lady buys the ladder, takes her home. Another week passes and still no response from the parrot. The disgruntled lady goes back to the shop. She finds the shop assistant and says, That parrot has still not said a word. Did you buy it a swing? Says the assistant. No. Oh, well, if you bought it a swing, it can look at itself in the mirror, walk up and down the ladder and swing. Get relaxed and start talking. Another week passes. The parrot dies. The lady is absolutely livid. She storms into the shop. She grabs the shop assistant by the collar and says, that parrot has died. The shaken shop assistant asks, did the parrot see anything before it died? The lady said, well, it did. It said, doesn't that pet shop sell food? Make sure you know what your customers really need before you sell them something that they don't want and they'll remember long after your product has stopped working. On to competitors. The key thing here is taking a view of how they are managing their finances and whether they are building that road to nowhere. You need to look at your own company and work through how you are evolving as a business. To help you do this, you can download the Matrix of Cash Operations document from the website. The areas of the Matrix of cash operations are 
start. These are self-financing businesses, areas that enjoy high market share in a growing market. They may require investment to ensure continued success. Cash cow. These are cash-generated businesses, usually at the mature phase of the business. They enjoy high market share and require little investment to sustain their position. Often they can be used as a source of finance or financing other projects. Question marks. These are business areas that currently have only a low market share but are in a growing market. A decision whether to withdraw or invest to turn them into a star is needed. Dogs. These are a drain on finances with low market share and low growth potential. You would normally divest these but they may be necessary to maintain and keep a presence in a particular sector. The business's products are in declining part of the product life cycle. Okay, that sounds like some homework for my daily commute to work. The next area is regulatory effects and how that can potentially kill your business case. Here's a good example from the communications market. In the UK, communications regulator Ofcom decided that it would be a good idea to create a separate trading company within the incumbent BT called OpenReach to promote the use of existing plant to deliver what's called the last mile, reducing the environmental damage of digging up the roads and duplication of telecommunications equipment at the customer's site. Using BT to provide the last mile changes the capex cost of digging into an opex cost and has a direct effect on the profitability of customer acquisitions. So what's so bad about that? Well, the communications business model relied on a directly connected customer to the network. This means... High initial costs in terms of cash flow. The costs of digging up the road, cabling and the kit. However, in the long term, it provides the best quality of service and generates the highest return due to very small recurring operational costs. For example, if payback on the initial investment is achieved within three years, then the margin of the sale from year four of the service onwards delivers margins higher than 60%. The high margins realised in year four onwards allow communications companies to go deep on discounts and keep customer churn low. That is why EBITDA quickly became the yardstick for the communications market because it takes into consideration that communications investments have long payback horizons, at which point the cash generative opportunities are vast. However, as capital becomes harder to raise, communications companies were focused into leasing capacity from BT rather than building it. And so the alternative communications business model begins to corrode. It will come as no surprise that most, if not all of the alternative carriers, have written down their network investments. For example, Colt alone wrote off one building from the asset base in 2002. And lastly, be aware of market dynamics. The current lack of finance due to the credit crunch has created a growth in trade debtors and has increased the likelihood that debt is likely to go bad. To reduce churn, companies have made significant cuts in margin to maintain, develop and expand the customer base. Big change from the height of the communications boom, which became swamped with new entrants with business cases based on unrealistic market share predictions and a desire to meet the investment community's requirement to get communications shares into their balanced portfolios. Yep, and the buoyant communications market with high margins of the 1990s has been replaced by a few companies with written-down assets willing to accept cash contributions regardless of the real cost to provide the service so that they can meet their day-to-day cash requirements. In this way, companies create false product margin analysis, only taking into consideration the incremental costs and ignoring the historic costs associated with providing the service. You could say that companies are so intent on getting cash in the door at any cost have already begun to eat themselves in an effort to satisfy short-term creditors. The characteristic of these companies is high revenues with low margin. In conclusion, know your marketplace. How financially stable are your competitors? 
what are the competitors currently doing? At what stage are the competitors in their business model? Knowing the answers to the above and the key financial performance indicators means that the next time you're in a bazaar, you'll sell out and cash in. As for communications companies, well, they invested billions of pounds in their network asset in an attempt to create alternatives to the incumbent BT. Most of the network assets were supposed to be depreciated over 20 years. Then the short-term objectives of conserving cash jeopardized the benefit from the long-term investment in the network and billions of pounds invested in networks were written off. It's hard to believe, but EBITDA is still a key financial yardstick on which communications companies are compared. But thankfully, so is free cash flow. Don't forget to go to craigscopy.com, have a look at the summary for episode 3 and download this week's free tools. So beating the competition is not just about price. It's about delivering what your customers want at a fair price. There's just time to say that in the next week's podcast, we will be taking a closer look at seven areas where companies bleed cash. Please feel free to share your issues and insights at our website, craigscopy.com. Or if you want secure assistance, please contact us directly using the website link. Until next time, we wish you every success as you hunt down the gold nuggets lost within your business. Until next time, thanks for listening. Of all the sites on the internet, there is only one where exclusive content is waiting to be found. Visit craigscopy.com now and sign up for the email newsletter and receive the secrets of the cash flow formula. That includes seven money-making, profit-boosting strategies at craigscopy.com. When money talks, we listen.